This is the Piss Goff Podcast with your host, Yusuf Goff. All right, Jamie, well, if we started, are you going to play the music? She played My Stress by NF. That was I'll Fly Away by Kanye. We're not going to play a lot of it, but... So, you know, actually hit that part. Some days, I, I just want to leave the negativity in my head. I just want relief from my stress. I just want relief from my stress. Some days, I don't want to see or have a bunch of people to impress. I just want relief from my stress. Yeah, I just want relief from my stress. Late nights, staring out the window, doing 85. Got my state of mind. Yeah, walking on that gray line, hoping that my stress dies. It's like I hate it, but I love it at the same time. Pressure pushing me from all sides. Insecurities of all kinds. Yeah, I'm a hostage to my own pride. Most important things in life to me are things I know I can't buy. I'm not in the mood yet to meet another stranger I'm not in the mood yet to have a conversation And talk about the bunch of things that I don't feel amazed with Getting too close to me Could be dangerous I don't like the energy I leave the situation All this negativity that I can't get away from All this negativity that I need a break from I'm thankful but Some days I just want to leave the negativity in my head I just want relief from my stress I just want relief from my stress Some days I can figure it out Get a bunch of people to impress I just want relief from my stress I just want relief from my stress What, you can't figure it out anymore? Just pause it then Good job, Jamie Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen Mostly gentlemen and, and some ladies Welcome back to another episode of the Piscoff podcast episode 62 we're recording in a different location um we're back on a laptop jamie was saying that he's not responsible for why last week's episode that was over an hour only uploaded about 40 minutes when we when i went to go pee he said that he hit record again and i don't think he did but the file shows an hour so i don't know how he did his little black magic whatever ritual he did there to make it look like it's a whole hour but when you play it, only 40 minutes. So, Jamie, I don't know what the fuck you did there. But, yeah, Jamie's using my old laptop until we get the, the rest of the money. For uh, Right now we have uh, $200 thanks to Shibu. 
Let's let's I'll tell you that way. Let's start with that. Let's start with if you guys wanna if you guys like this, uh, make sure you're following me at Instagram at Yusef Golf or at Instagram at Pissed Golf Podcast. You can email me at pissedgolfpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, and um, other than that, you know, tell your friends, like them, subscribe. I was telling you guys to think about Shibu, the, that crypto coin. And um, hmm, let me take a sip of coffee as I try to remember what I wanted to say about it because I didn't write this down. So when I, when I, I was telling people, I was telling my brother about it probably about a month or so ago. I was like, yo, you need to get in Shibu. You need to get in Shibu and hold. Just buy it and sit on it. Don't worry about it. Don't even think about it. And so I bought. I put in about $100. And then it started going up. And it started going up a lot. So I put another $50. And then uh, I had uh, some of the money from the, some of the Bitcoin I had sold. So I put another 50 of that. So pretty much I'm at $200 in total. And then all of a sudden, this shit just skyrockets up. And it got to about 450 when I probably should have pulled uh, the 250 out. But I was like, nah, I don't have to worry about it. And then it slowly starts going down. But, you know, that's how crypto does. It fluctuates up and down. And I see an article. I don't remember where. But it was something about Edward Snowden was saying, don't put your hard-earned cash in Shibu. Because it's pretty much one of these, like, rug pull things. And I thought about that. And I didn't. I, I said, you know what? Fuck. This has got to be a sign from the simulation. This has got to be a sign from God, whichever one. Um, so I did. I took out my hard-earned cash. I took out the $200, and I left the 250 in there. The 250 is now sitting at around $180. Um, so it did definitely drop, but I still had that $200. So that's $200 towards a new laptop thanks to Shibu. And then more will come by the third week when I sell the profits and see what profits I made off of the Bitcoin investment. I have about 1500 of my own hard-earned cash in there, and right now that money is worth about 2100 So I'll probably sell everything over 1500 and then wait for that shit to buy the dip. And then, you know, I'll take maybe 100 200 out of there, make that 400 for my new laptop fund, and then put the other... I mean, right now it would be another 400 I believe. Hold on, let me think. Right now if I... T- it's 20 2100 and I have 15 that's 600 so I take 100 out now I have 300 for a laptop and 500 I could buy more bitcoin so then maybe if I want to do this in like two months I'll have you know definitely a thousand dollars I'll buy a banging ass laptop not that there's anything wrong with this one is there Jamie he says that sometimes this laptop it will just restart on itself and then we're gonna we're gonna have to re-go from wherever point that the laptop shuts off so take notes he said okay thank you Jamie um so Jamie, pull up, um, put it on the on the tablet, yeah, because it's a bigger screen. Um, go to my notes for me, please, and yeah, right there, and then let's see. Okay, so okay, previously on Pissed Golf Podcast. So yeah, last time, last time I was here, I uh, evidently only two two out of three, twenty two two thirds. 66.66 repeating percent of the podcast was the only thing that recorded it was like what the fuck happened whatever doesn't matter um i after that i, I went and i hit dingoes i got to dingoes um i was there and it was kind of i thought it was going to be kind of late there where i was went on the list and all that but i said you know what fuck it i'm already here um after dingoes i went and hit uh the spot and got there and right near the end too so still very lucky there was people listening there were people looking they were mostly playing pool but they stopped clinking them them billiard cue balls 
and sticks and started listening and laughing at some of my jokes. And I was not doing too well, actually, if I'm being honest with you. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't that great. I did listen back. I was not ha- I was not very impressed. Um, and then I went and hit Boulevard after that because, you know, Triple Mike Mondays. Oh, why did I not put this in the notes? All right. On, uh, on Tuesday, uh, basketball player Ennis... I don't know who he is, but I guess he's like a Turkish guy, I think. And he took a screenshot about China's slave camps. Um, and that's all I wrote for that. So hopefully that's some cool thing I should talk about maybe next time. Um, yeah, but he was getting in a lot of trouble for, for talking about that because China has a big deal with the NBA. But anyway, get into it. I tried to do barge in and then reserve, but barge canceled. And so I just made reserve. Um Scaring people to ID their panicked screaming. That's another random thing I wrote in there. I don't... What? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a story I could tell real quick. So, like, when my, with my stepmom, um, I... Me and my brother used to just scare her all the time. Like, we would, like, crawl up the stairs really quietly with the lights off at night. Um, and then at the top of the stairs, like, there's this little balcony-like thing... But it's like you can put your hand through. It's not like a, a wall. And you can put your hand through and knock on the door. But then there's like still a little edge where you're hidden. So what we would do is I would put my hand on. I would just kind of scratch at the door a little bit. And then I would lightly knock like knock, knock, knock. And scratch on the door again. Knock, knock, knock. Scratch on the door. Knock, knock. knock. And she would get so creeped out and then me and my brother would also just wait there until she does come out sometimes it'd be for a little bit sometimes it'd be for a long time and then we would just pop up scare the shit out of her it was awesome but we did that so we can identify their panic screams so if there is an actual emergency i know what her scream sounds like so i can go and help her because i know what she sounds like when she's in trouble if I don't know what your scream sounds like, I'm like, I'm going to still going to help you because I'm a good, I will still help you because I'm a good person. But like also if I know who you are and your panic scream and you, and I don't like you, I'll still probably help you because I'm a good person. If I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, what did I do on Wednesday? Hmm. Oh yeah. Wednesday. I didn't hit any mics. Yeah, that's right. Zero Mike Wednesday, but I did make the, I made some vegan pizza, um, thanks to the lady, the lady, um, she had a Halloween party and she had some leftover pizzas and she, she was like, I'm not going to eat them all and you can't eat pork and the ones are pepperoni I have left, but you can have the, these pizzas that are, they don't have any pork on it because they were vegan. They're fucking vegan pizzas. What the fuck? Well, look, I'm not going to lie. One of them on a cauliflower crust, they were both delicious. They're both delicious. There was one, though, on a cauliflower crust. Well, I guess vegan mozzarella, whatever the fuck that is. It wasn't bad, actually. Um, and it was very, very flavorful. And they did put a lot of their, uh, what was it, Beyond Beef sausage. It was pretty good, actually, considering it was not anything real meat. And it was all vegetables. So, shout out to the vegans out there for that. Also, I watched the Black Widow movie, gotta say. I don't know. I liked it. It wasn't anything super, super special, but it was nice to know, like, her backstory. That would have been uh, nice to have uh, once she was still popular, unless she's still going to continue in the Marvel Universe, but that's neither here nor there. 
Uh, Thursday did the double rhino mic. It was awesome. Um, I at least, at least I thought it was awesome. Like, uh, I did jokes as Arnold Schwarzenegger or Christopher Walken or myself as JoJo, uh, and then I just kept going through. Like, I just and that was one thing I, I do. I Chris, shout out to Chris Gasler and follow him uh, at Spinal Palm on. Well, I don't know if it's at, but Spinal Palm is his YouTube. That's his big channel. That's what he loves to promote the most. Um, or on Instagram at Spinal Palm. Um, but yeah, Chris, Chris is saying, Yusuf, you know, it's kind of commendable that you. You had you did your older jokes, like the jokes that you you're practicing, and some of the jokes that you know work, but you did them each as a different character, like one maybe as Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then another one as Christopher Walken, and another one as JoJo. Instead of just doing your jokes the way you normally did them, you did them a whole different way. And also, as Christopher Walken, maybe I thought of a different punchline, or as Arnold, I thought of a different one. Definitely as JoJo, I thought of a complete different twist to a joke that I was doing. So it's like it's nice, like, but then I can only do them as those characters. So we'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe what I'll do is um, I'll listen to it as I'm up after I upload this. Maybe I'll listen to it and add it to the episode afterwards when I get to the the open mic, and it might be bonus content for anybody who doesn't listen to it right away. Or if you do listen to it right away, maybe check back in a couple days and see if I do put it on. Because if it's not on tonight, it's not going to go on. Um, let's see. Friday, uh, I had work. And then there was a, a rhino comedy competition. So that was the other thing I forgot to mention about Thursday. Maria was like, Yusef, there's a comedy competition tomorrow night. You should definitely enter. And I told her my whole spiel of work and all that. And I can come after work. And she's like, yeah, come through. Come after work. That's fine. You'll make it. You'll you'll have, you'll have be there right on time. It'll be good. Uh, we'll put you on the, on the fourth bracket. Little did I know, one lady who's on the fourth bracket with me, she brought 20 of her friends. She had 20 of her friends. I made her 20 friends laugh harder than she did. And also, when I got the light, I did it 30 seconds of jokes. I knew I had another minute-long joke, but I wasn't going to run the light. So you know what I said is, eh, I'm not doing another one. Peace. Wow, did you guys hear that? Or was that just fucking... That better not have come through the audio, Jamie. If it is, you have to have the uh, the laptop on mute. Uh, because we're not pulling anything from the laptop. We're going to pull it from my phone or because my phone has the audio. Do you remember when we talked about this before, Jamie? You want to go back in the closet and only eat last year's Halloween candy for the rest of the year? Okay. So be a good boy, Jamie. Thank you. These fucking Wayfair children that you get with your fucking luggage, man. What? I thought you guys were going to crack that code so I don't have to keep fucking holding on to this, this little fucking Jamie kid. But anyway, let's get to... Well, why did you mute that? Oh, yeah, so Friday. Comedy competition. The lady decided uh, we were going to have date night. And she's like, yeah, you know what? Let's go to... Let's. I'll support you in your comedy competition. So she came and supported me. And it was cool. And, um, and Chris and Luke were there. And, you know, and they saw, like... Now, look, I'm not going to lie. Andrew Rich definitely should have beat me because Andrew Rich actually was prepared and knew what jokes he wanted to tell, and he did them right. They were good. They were good jokes. They worked better with that audience than my jokes did, especially because that audience was closer to his age than my age. It was fine. I definitely had the front row, though, dying. Every person of color in the room, dying. Everybody who was fucking young, dying. 
the old, old people did not like all of my jokes, and that's fine. I can do that when it's an audience of old people. I know how to adjust my material, but I'm not going to adjust all of my material for, like, the fucking 10 fucking, maybe there was, there was probably 40 people there, so what, a quarter of the room? should have just acknowledged that they weren't like, oh, the old people aren't liking this joke, so make them feel self-conscious so the young people can laugh more. But also, I literally got there, and they said, Yousef, you got here right on time. You're up next. I said, how long? Less than three minutes. So I didn't even know what fucking jokes I was going to tell. So I just put on sunglasses and pretended I was drunk and then just told some some jokes that I did know that I, I was like, these are the ones that are on the top of my head right now. I'll just tell these. And they weren't even, like, my good show jokes. I don't know why I didn't do any of the show material. I did, like, just the new jokes that I like that I've been working on that I really like. So, whatever. I did fun. I had fun, and that was the most important part. Um, and, uh, and I don't know. I think that, uh, I think comedy competitions like that are stupid as fuck. Um, but then, you know, I came back home. Me and the lady had a little fun and made some, some homemade cookies and, uh, you know, called it a night. Saturday was work and then date night and then, um, what else? Yeah, pretty much that's it. Just work, order some food, watch the movie. You know, nothing crazy. I don't even know if we watched the movie. I think we just kept trying to figure out what movie to watch. I don't think we ended up watching anything. I don't remember. Uh, Sunday was daylight savings time. Oh my God, so awesome. Yesterday was Sunday, by the way. Because I'm recording this on Monday night before I go do food shopping and comedy. Try to do a triple. Anyway, Sunday night, daylight settings time was awesome. Um, I got to sleep extra. Then I woke up. I smoked. I took a little road trip. I cleaned the apartment. I got a few miles in. Uh, then I ate. Uh, and then I went to go and do a podcast with the Kamikaze Today crew. And it was mad fun. And also, I have so much extra popcorn. I like, Chris gave me like a fucking bag. It's got to have been, it had to have been easily 15, 20 pounds. And we probably ate a good two, three pounds, maybe five pounds yesterday. We as in the three of us, mostly them too. And then Chris is like, Yousef, you have to take the popcorn. So now I just have a whole bunch of uh, like Ziploc sandwich bags with three cups each of popcorn. And I probably have like 10, 12 bags. I'm just going to start distributing them at open mics for the rest of the week. Being like, these are for Chris from Chris Gassler for, to prove how awesome of a friend he is. So, yeah, shout out to Chris and Luke, too. Luke's a good friend. Luke's a great friend. And follow him, too, at Luke Rothschild. Or L. Rothschild. I don't know what he is. I don't remember. I shouldn't know his fucking... Fucking, I'm an idiot. All right, so to this morning, what I do? Slept in again. Smoked again. Got in uh, three miles. Ate a little bit. Now I'm recording this before I go food shopping and maybe hopefully see the family if I have time. Um, and if I don't have time, I'm trying to hit triple mic tonight. The, there's the, the dingoes. If I go there early and I sign up early and I get out of there early, I could definitely make it up to Olives. Olives is an old mic that used to go on in Nyack, New York. It's fucking back, baby. It's fucking back. It's back. It's back. It's back. It's back tonight. I'm going to do that. And then, uh, whether or not that's whack will dictate whether I go from there to Boulevard, but most likely I'm going to go to Boulevard afterwards. Uh, because Boulevard doesn't start until 9, that mic starts at 8, the mic before it starts at 7, so 7, 8, 9, I got my night, my night's good, I'm gonna have so much extra adrenaline, Whew. I realized, I didn't realize how much adrenaline um, comedy gives me, because, like, I don't go to sleep when, at, when I get home after doing comedy, like, I feel like I have to smoke a lot to fall asleep, or eat something to to feel sleepy, 
But when I don't do comedy, I literally can't keep my eyes awake after my shift or whatever. Like, it's like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm getting sleepy. I'm an old man. Hmm. But no, that's not it. Anyway, let's go into some topics. How much time do we have? We have about 30 minutes that we can talk. We're not going to do We'll see if we're going to do the whole thing. Uh, do we want to go in that article? Did you do you have the article pulled up? Let's start with that one since it's the first thing on here. Um, go to the Chrome. Yeah, there you go. Um, do I have it? Yeah, there it is. Seven trans comics to watch instead of Dave Chappelle. This is from Extra Magazine, and it says literally every single one of them is funnier than that guy Netflix gave millions to. Written by Mel Woods. On October 20th. Let's just uh, breeze through this. Let's see. Um, The discourse surrounding Dave Chappelle's latest Netflix special only continues to evolve. A little over a week after the transphobia-filled stand-up special first dropped on the streaming platform, trans workers at Netflix are organizing a walkout. Or at least one has been fired. Okay, so first of all, um, since this article was written, like, not too long ago, but, uh, yeah, the person that got fired, they got fired because they walked into a high-level meeting they weren't supposed to, and then they got hired back again because Netflix is soft like that or whatever, I don't know. Um, yeah, they're not like they were actually fired-fired. Unlock my phone, Jamie. You know the password. Just do that. Because we're gonna have to, you're gonna have to send the article. Can you know how to do that, right? Can you share this to my phone? Yeah, right there. It says share to my phone. Good. And no, we're not joining. Are we going to join this FaceTime call? Let's see. Maybe we're going to do that for part of this podcast instead. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? What's up? Hey, are you podcasting right now? Yeah, you're on my podcast. You're live. Oh shit! Am I on the Pissed Off podcast? You are. What do you? What you? Would you like to say something? Trying to level your volume. Oh my god! I'll try and keep the volume to a good level, especially since I'm in the car. I'm. Uh, I'm just getting out of work right now. My spine is destroyed. Oh my god, man! What were you? What were you? Would you break your back doing, man? Uh, today at the the Grove Factory, we were uh, basically hanging up. Well, no, no, we were taking down all the weeds. So I was going in and out of like these tiny little corridor spaces ducking and diving weaving in and out of these uh strings that had all the weed on them so i had to like take those all off you get all sticky you get covered in keef it's a whole mess do you feel high after doing that or no (laughs) no there's no residual effects it doesn't uh unfortunately uh rubbing keef on your skin only makes you extremely sticky and itchy (laughs) yeah you know, I do remember uh, at one point when I was stupid and I had a little bit of Keef. I was like, you know, it'd be, you know, it'll get me higher if I snort some of this Keef like it's cocaine. No. Yeah, you just get it. You just sneeze a lot. You're not. You're sniffing pollen. It's so oh, bad for you. <laughs> that must have burned. Yeah. It does. It burns a lot. Dude, I just saw someone get a whole bunch of Keef in their eye just now, and their face turned red. They were like screaming. It was like really bad. It was like right at the end of the day. Yeah, man. So what's up? What's uh? What you calling about? I don't know if you're just calling to see what the boys are doing or whatever. I was just I mean, telling them about how we did it. We had a good time doing the podcast yesterday. We didn't drop it yet, but we recorded it. Oh, yeah, dude. That's not going to drop just yet, but wow, is that a good-ass episode. I listened to it at work, uh, and yeah, like I was saying, I wish that we had more episodes recorded. I was like, damn. like, 
yeah, I figure once we get like ten out, we can do that. So when we're not consistent, we can still be consistent. But let's let's um. All right, let me call you back after this pod. Then let me go uh, back into my articles. Oh yeah, and shit. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I just wanted to make sure you were pod. good. I'm, Everything's I'm glad good. I got the little uh, feature spot. Uh, let me give a shout out to the Kamikaze boys, and then I'm gonna be out. Oh, do your do plug your plug your 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 uh, YouTube because I <laughs> shouted you out earlier. So now you can. I made sure it was spinal palm. But this is the Chris I was talking about that gave me the comically large bag of popcorn. He's calling hey, right we got all the popcorn, baby. Yeah, I got uh, my YouTube channel is Spinal Palm, and you can find me uh, just by googling Spinal Palm. You can get a, you can find a whole bunch of my stuff that way. Yeah, and he's a he's a very very awesome artist. He's the one who designed the artwork, and he's the Chris Gasser that was early on in my episodes. I think he's like the first comic guest that I have on. Anyway, yeah, Chris, let me give you a buzz afterwards. I'm probably gonna head after this uh, if I have time to do food shopping, and then I'm gonna hit Dingoes. So I'll definitely see you, I'll definitely be seeing it tonight if you're trying to hit that, and then olives for sure. All right, awesome. Sounds good, man. All right, I'll see you later. I'll talk to you soon. All right, good luck. Have a good one. Thanks, brother. Peace. All right, love you. Love you too, brother. Peace. Yeah, I love that guy. He's a fucking, he's the man. That was Chris Gassler, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the one and the only, I hope the audio comes through. That was Chris, that was Chris Gassler. All right, um... So pull up that go go to my now that you're on my phone, right? I, I just texted it to you while uh, I was on the phone with him. Yeah, click on that article seven because we're gonna watch. We're gonna be able to. Why is this doing that audio clipping noise? You heard that twice now, right? It went up and then it went down and then it went up again. Anyway, that's three times. So yeah, this thing pretty much says that everybody's funnier than Dave Chappelle. Let's see who they are. Here are seven trans stand-up comedians you should know from. From longtime stalwarts of the comedy scene to the freshest up-and-comers. Uh, this is Del- Dal- Dahlia, Dahl- Dahlia Bell, a Portland-based comedian and activist, wrote a scathing critique of the Chappelle special in The Guardian, speaking candidly about her experience as a black trans comic. Do you once, did you once again imagine all trans people are white, or do you assume that there is something inherent danger awaiting amongst us in the larger black community and why that might be regardless Neither explanation sits well with me, she writes. That wasn't very funny. Let's see what her stand-up is like. Please make it love right now for Dahlia Bell! <laughs> How long is that? That's too long. All right, we'll keep up playing, actually. Thank you so much. That was enthusiastic. Uh, Let's see what her Before opener's. I get to the jokes, this being the final days of Pride, I just want to share a brief... Uh, true story. I was 16 years old the first time I came out to my mother, and I was raised in a very religious household, so I was terrified, and I approached her while she was braiding her hair or some other stereotypical black woman activity, and (laughs) I said, Mom, I'm so sorry. I I think I might be bi. And she looked at me, and she said, Baby, I love you no matter what. Yeah, yeah that's a funny joke to start. That's a way to get clapped. Thank or... you. Just don't let white men ejaculate in your booty hole. Because <laughs> right. that's how you get the AIDS. True story. We never spoke of it again. That was my only birds in the bees talk <laughs> ever. I like that, actually. The AIDS. And I don't oh, want anyone enough. leaving. That was enough. So yeah, all right. Uh, I don't know about better than Dave Chappelle. I don't know. You know what? I don't know if anybody who listened to this Legion of Skanks is like Legion of Skanks already did this. They did, but like, <coughs> I'm also gonna do it because fuck you guys. I don't think you all listen to that. So just Tom, a self-described horny trans cherub, 
and part of the 2021 Just for Laughs New Faces of Comedy lineup, Tom is a rising star in the scene. They're hilarious. Hi, I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. I like when people call me they. It makes me feel less lonely. Like, um, like someone can be like, oh, that's Jess. They're going to go smoke a spliff. And it sounds like I had a friend. Because you didn't. I'm sorry. <sighs> God, what a year, I said, uniquely. I... <laughs> that's just me. I, um, here's, here's, my th- here's my thing. My thing about this past year is that I really already thought before everything happened that I had gone through a lot of change. I did, I did. I really thought I had grown up. You know, I went through a big breakup. My ex was also Asian American, and this was the first time I'd ever dated another Asian American. Did you know we can do that? <laughs> Listen, it's California. We don't know that here. Sorry, I didn't mean to cough in the You mic. guys don't know that. No, it was real. It was real. It was a serious relationship. All right, pause. That was not funny. Definitely not funny. Um, R.P. Butcher, longtime comedian vendor. Okay, hopefully this is good. Butcher came out as a trans and non-binary in recent years and started to incorporate discourse in their identity, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. So. Well, what made you go to South Bend? <laughs> I, I went to Notre Dame for graduate school. Oh, okay. Well, that makes <laughs> that's sense. That's like pretty much, yeah, that's like one of the main reasons you go this to This is South the South funny Bend, clip they chose. The yeah, I was like. <laughs> not me. <laughs> that or your at 24, judge, like, you know? 24, like, okay, but graduate school, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What'd, you, what'd you think of it, like that whole that Notre Dame culture. Cause that like, I've just been to the city and it's yeah, insane. It's wild. It's okay. You know, what's wild is that there's no jokes in here at all. So let's see. Trana Wintour, one half of extras, beloved duo, Thomas and Trana Wintour is a Canadian. Let's see. What is this, a fucking ad? It's supposed to be comedy? Oh, let's fast forward. Okay, let's see. There's some jokes. Let's see if we can see the first joke. Opening jokes. Opening jokes are usually the best. Goldie Han. I have two words for you this evening. Goldie Han. I don't know what that is. Goldie Han has recently joined Instagram. Goldie Hawn oh, you can even hear posted this. a picture of herself kissing a monkey on the lips. <laughs> and in the caption, she wrote, love has no boundaries. <laughs> you know, I'm always honest and open with you. I always feel like it's my social responsibility to let people know that my vagina is a penis. I don't want to ever mislead or confuse the straight guys in the room, if there are any tonight. Are there any straight guys here tonight? Some hesitation. Well, okay, this is hilarious, huh? I just have to say... Okay, I'm not going to do any more because there's more people, but they're just, I think they're just equally getting unfunny. Um, so, yeah, that was, I think, what they did also on Skanks. Why does this keep clipping like that? That's I don't like that. Jamie, fix that in the post. All right? I don't know how, but you do it. Do it, all right? Do it because I got you the laptop and you said you needed a laptop, you fuck. Let's go, Brandon. Do you guys know what that's all about? I have to explain this to the lady. 
the lady was because uh, she didn't know either. So there's this there was this uh, reporter on one of the, the major news networks that was covering a NASCAR event. And I think the driver's name was Brandon, maybe. Um, and or maybe the guy that the, the one of the racers she was like talking about or I don't know how she thought Brandon, but they were chanting, fuck Joe Biden. And then she's like, oh, look, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. So online, everybody is just going as um, they're saying, let's go, Brandon, as an anti-Biden chant. So let's go, Brandon. It was a NBC Tonight host. Uh, does everyone write that down? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. So the United Nations, uh, you can't pull this up because we didn't look this up, did we, Jamie? And I don't trust you have the ability to look it up right now, but, you know, it's not important. I'll just wing it off the top of my head. So the United Nations, uh, recently um, Elon Musk, had, I think he's had like almost $300 billion. Um, and the UN said, if Elon Musk only gave 2%, the $6 billion, he could, that we could solve world hunger we could cure world hunger we could we could do it but they couldn't do it you know why because the united nations can't do shit you know why they don't do shit elon musk said something like hey if you guys tell me how you're gonna spend the money and how it's gonna be used show me the ledger so i know where all my money is going and you tell me how the $6 billion is going to end world hunger? I'll fucking sell my stock right now today. I'll get you $6 billion today. But hey, also UN, while you're doing that and calling me out, I did a quick little Google search from you. Let's see. Uh, how are you going to stop world hunger when you have people who are child sex trafficked for food? Yeah. Elon Musk found that out. He shared that with us. That there are articles online written, so this is known now by by news people that just just they don't want to talk about it a lot, just a little bit. But evidently, uh, in some of these countries, when the United Nations workers were giving out food, they would do it in exchange for oral sex with the the people there, as young as ten years old, in exchange for food. We wouldn't just give them the food. We'll give you the food if you give us a blowjob. So yeah, let's let's hope that they can. How many blowjobs do you think they're gonna they're gonna require to end world hunger? I don't know. Probably a lot of blowjobs. Probably a lot of fucking blowjobs. And that's just the pitiful thing, you know. It's just it's kind of disgusting. Um, you know, it's it's kind of fucked up. Like, open up my phone. Thank you, Jamie. Um, go to the YouTube's. Go to the YouTube's, Jamie. Why does it keep clipping like that? All right. Oh, my God. It's getting louder. Um, yeah, go to the, the podcast videos. There you go. Scroll down. Are these in no order that I had them? They are. Good. Then where's the... Oh, here it is. The Project Veritas videos right there on the bottom. All right. So, um, <clears throat> George O'Keefe, he, he's the guy from uh, Project Veritas. Um... Evidently, he got in trouble 
uh, a bunch of his, the, the the FBI in the Southern District of New York uh, raided him uh, their homes um, over Ashley Biden, the the daughter of Joe Biden, um, her diary, uh, saying it was stolen. Now, now when I lose stolen property, when when I have property that's stolen from me. Um, and even if I suspect who stole it and I, I call the police, it's not, nothing's really ever done. Sometimes they find the stolen property, but it's very rare that that actually gets reunited with their owner. The fact that you got, um, you got the FBI to investigate it when your father is the president, that's just kind of more more proof you're abusing your power. So let's play this video. By making this statement, lower, I'm putting lower, myself lower. at Why great so risk loud? because on November 4th, Project Thank Veritas you. came under attack. I awoke to the news that apartments and homes of Project Veritas journalists, or former journalists, had been raided by FBI agents. It appears the Southern District of New York now has journalists in their sights for the supposed crime of doing their jobs lawfully and honestly, or at least this journalist. I had to think long and hard before making this statement. It's a decision that only I can make. They don't want me to defend myself and immediately tried to silence me. That's why the cover letter to the grand jury subpoena we received contains this language. Listen to this. The government hereby requests that you voluntarily refrain from disclosing the existence of the subpoena to any third party. While you are under no obligation to comply with our request, we are requesting you not to make any disclosure in order to preserve the confidentiality of the investigation and because the disclosure of the existence of this investigation might interfere with and impede the investigation, unquote. But while the Department of Justice requested us to not disclose the existence of the subpoena, something very unusual happened. Within an hour of one of our reporters' homes being secretly raided by the FBI, the New York Times, who we are currently suing for defamation, contacted the Project Veritas reporter to ask for comment. We do not know how the New York Times was aware of the execution of a search warrant at our reporter's home or the subject matter of the search warrant as a grand jury investigation is secret. The FBI took materials of current former Project Veritas journalists despite the fact that our legal team previously contacted the Department of Justice and voluntarily conveyed unassailable facts that demonstrate Project Veritas's lack of involvement in criminal activity and or criminal intent. Like any reporter, we regularly deal with the receipt of source information and take steps to verify its authenticity, legality, and newsworthiness. Our efforts were the stuff of responsible, <coughs> ethical journalism, and we are in no doubt that Project Veritas acted properly at each and every All right, Jimmy, step. pause. However. All right, so... Pretty much, that was the important part. I had to, to exhale the, the the pen that I was hitting. Um, they got a subpoena saying, "Hey, don't let anybody else know you have a subpoena because it's gonna mess with our investigation on some of your your uh, your your journalists." And then the New York Times calls up one of the journalists like right away and says, "Hey, we heard you got a subpoena from the FBI. You want to talk about it?" That's kind of strange. Continue, James O'Keefe. It appears journalism itself may now be on trial. Late last year, we were approached by tipsters claiming they had a copy of Ashley Biden's diary. We had never met or heard of the tipsters. The tipsters indicated the diary had been abandoned in a room in which Ms. Biden stayed at the time. 
and in which the tipsters stayed in temporarily after Ms. Biden departed the room. The tipsters indicated that the diary included explosive allegations against then-candidate Joe Biden. The tipsters indicated that they were negotiating with a different media outlet for the payment of monies for the diary. The tipsters were represented by attorneys who handled the negotiations with Project Veritas. We investigated the claims provided to us, as journalists do. We took steps to corroborate the authenticity of the diary. At the end of the day, we made the ethical decision that because, in part, we could not determine if the diary was real, if the diary, in fact, belonged to Ashley Biden, or if the contents of the diary occurred, we could not publish the diary in any part thereof. We attempted to return the diary to an attorney representing Ms. Biden, but that attorney refused to authenticate it. Project Veritas gave the diary to law enforcement to ensure it could be returned to its rightful owner. We never published it. Now, Ms. Biden's father's Department of Justice, specifically the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, appears to be investigating the situation, claiming the diary was stolen. We don't know if it was, but it begs the question, in what world is the alleged theft of a diary investigated by the president's FBI and his Department of Justice a diary? This federal investigation smacks of politics. Project Veritas oh, You can end that. You can end that. So here was um, 11. Uh, this is, I got this obviously from Crowder. Um, so maybe it's not true, but it goes, this is evidently uh, some of the transcriptions from the diary. The I remember somewhat being sexualized with Caroline. I remember having sex with friends at a young age. Showers with my dad, probably not appropriate. That was right there. Showers with my dad, probably not appropriate. I mean, as there's part of it, we'll see if there's any more that comes out of it, but I definitely did want to make sure we did talk about that because uh, they're getting in trouble because clearly they don't want anybody to know about Biden being a creepy guy, even though, they, you know, he can't stop sniffing hair. Uh, you know, I feel like his handlers are, are having, this is, this is like a, probably even a Dave Smith joke, but he was saying something like, like Biden's handlers must be having like the biggest panic attacks. They're like, okay, Joe, just don't mention X, Y, Z. And he goes, he'll go out and be like, they told me not to mention X, Y, Z, but uh, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Sometimes there's a W for X, Y, Z. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Joe. I'm going back to sleep. All right. So anyway, um, was there another video? There was. Open up the YouTubes. And go down. There's oh, that's a 24 minute video. We're not watching that. We're not gonna watch that. We'll just talk about it. We'll talk about it, and we'll talk about the recent news about it. All right, uh, Jamie, that's too long. I forgot to do that research part. Whatever. <clears throat> um. So, Governor DeSantis of Texas uh stands against the new OSHA rule. Um, that Biden's new mandate of saying over 100 workers and all that, that you have to, and then now it's expanding to other things where it's like almost all jobs have to do it. And uh, it looks like that's getting overturned. This is the breaking news over the weekend. Um, the mandate has been halted by the Fifth Circuit uh, courts uh, because Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, Utah, Florida, and others, um, this is according to Reuters. Did you, you have the Reuters article actually, Jamie, if you go on the internet right there, um, 
Yeah, click on that tab. All right, scroll past the porn. Got it. All right, there you go. It's the second art. Oh, it's the one right before it. Yeah, let's go ahead and check this article out real quick. Let's see if there's anything important on here. Let's see. Scroll to the top. U.S. Federal Court Appeal. Sorry, U.S. Federal Appeals Court freezes Biden's vaccine rule for companies. So a this is uh, from November six. This is two days ago. And it says a U.S. federal appeals court issued a stay Saturday freezing the Biden administration's effort to require workers at U.S. companies with at least 100 employees be vaccinated against COVID or be tested weekly, citing grave statutory or constitutional issues with the rules. The ruling from the United States Courts of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit comes after numerous Republican-led states filed legal challenges against the new rule, which is set to take effect on January 4th. In statement, in a statement, solicitor, whatever this lady said, Seema Nanda said, the Labor Department was confident in its legal authority to issue the rule, which will be enforced by OSHA. The OSHA, uh, sorry, OSHA explicitly gives OSHA the, sorry, the Occupational Safety and Health Act explicitly gives OSHA the authority to act quickly in an emergency where the agency finds the workers are subjected to grave danger and a new standard is necessary to protect them when we are fully prepared to defend this statement in court. An average of about, so this is saying a lot of people are dying from it, uh, blah, blah, blah. There was an interesting thing on here, though, I did see when I read over this earlier. Um, the rule applies to 84.2 million workers at 1.9 million private sector employers. So the vaccine covers 100 million employees about two-thirds of the u.s workforce the, the, the so basically already the various vaccine rules cover 100 million employees which is about two-thirds of the u.s workforce which we already have by the way don't we have like 300 million americans and if one million uh, 100 million is two-thirds that number's off that should be one-third are we all supposed to be fucking working i don't know maybe a lot of people retire or also children. I guess children don't work. That might be right math, actually. All right. So Saturday's court order came in response to a joint petition, blah, blah, blah. Come on. No, there was something in here. Oh, here it was. Yeah, Saturday's court order came in response to a joint petition from several businesses, advocacy, group, advocacy groups, and the states of Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, Utah. The rule is also facing separate legal challenges before other courts. Hmm. So the two-page order directs the Biden administrator to respond to the request for a permanent injunction against the rule by 5 p.m. Monday. So that's good. That's by, that's now. It's after now. Let's see if there's uh, any updates on this. Let's uh, go back and let's hit refresh. And let's see. Reuters says, U.S. says COVID-19 vaccine mandate lawsuit belong in court picked randomly. So the administration of President Biden, this is breaking, I'm telling you right now, I'm finding, I'm reading it right now, so I don't know if this is boring, I'm sorry guys. The administration of President Biden said on Monday that court has should be chosen randomly to review its COVID-19 uh, requirement, casting doubt on an order by an appeals court on Saturday to blockade the workplace rule. The law governing the court providing a lottery that should take place on or about November 16th, which is giving it just enough time to make it so that they can't challenge it before it goes into effect, according to Yusuf's opinion. I'm sorry, I should read the article again. 
Um, on Saturday, the Fifth Circuit Appeals in New Orleans suspended the rule which required businesses of at least 100 to get vaccinated. The court cited grave statutory and constitutional issues with the rule. So I think this is it. Uh, who gets picked is going to matter because the that circuit court will get a second look at what the Fifth Circuit Court did. So that's the important part. It's like realistically, if they put this in, in a blue state, it's going to be bad uh, because it's just going to get overturned. And if it goes to a red state, it's going to be good just because then we don't have to have all these mandates that are forced. Um, but that's the thing. Like, maybe they shouldn't be forced because I thought this was America. And in America, we had a choice. But, you know, sometimes in America, you have to be forced to make a choice. I don't know. I don't know, man. <coughs> Excuse me for coughing again. <clears throat> Let's see if this is, is Dave doing his podcast right now? Dave Smith? I don't think he is. He might just be back, though, so let's check and see if he is. Let's see. Huh. Yeah, look, guess not. Okay, so he's not doing a show, so which means we can still talk until I go food shopping and no time to see the family. All right, let's see. Uh, I'm going to keep this one simple because this just happened. Uh, over the weekend, Travis Scott had his little uh, Astro World tour uh, started, kicked off in, I believe it was Houston or Austin, one of the Texas, one of the, the towns. In te you know what, pull up. Actually, this is perfect. Go to Messenger, because I had to message, it and message this to myself so I can find this. Um, there you go. Yeah, click on... No, not that one, that one, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this is Travis Scott's things. There was so eight people died. Um... He's wearing a shirt says, you see you on the other side. There's eight flames. Fire goes up and then eight people die, is what this one article was saying. This So Travis Scott was wearing this weird-ass shirt, and it had, like, these blue people that were, like, climbing up to go through a portal. And then when they go in the portal, they come out red and with horns, looking almost, like, devilish and satanic. There's, like, this giant spiral made of fire that symbolizes this portal. Evidently, right before, um, there's this thing that says, see you on the other side. And this thing looks very evil and demonic. And then right before, this is what this picture says, right before panic broke out, the portal opened. Kylie posted this as a video. And then all of a sudden, all that shit happened. And then, yeah, all this symbology. Oh, when you walked into Astro World, you had to walk in through a giant, like, skull of, of Travis Scott uh, as his mouth, which is a big symbology, um, big thing. There's a lot of the eyes in there. Um one of the things it says here is like the truth dystopia is here. This is Travis Scott's one of his, uh, I don't know, some of the things he posted. And if you don't know what a dystopia is, it's not a good thing. Go back to the messenger, click on that one. Yeah, there's a video. I want you to play. Oh, yeah, well, that's for later. That's for later. That's for later. Don't play that now. Don't play it now, please. All right, yeah. So, yeah. Travis Scott, evil. That's what people were saying. People were saying it was very, very evil. They were getting very evil vibes. Uh, evidently, it was like early on in the show when it started. In fact, um, go over to Isaac Wyseps' page on Instagram because he, if I look at the pictures, maybe I can remember what he talked about on his podcast. Uh, yeah, click on that. Okay. So, yeah, it was a skull. I talked about that, and that's symbolic to, I forgot what he called it, but there was, um, there's this painting. It was like about, like, like something about, like, pain of jesus christ and it's basically him going through the mouth is like supposed to be a satanic symbolic ritual it shows his shirt um 
there's apparently some man standing on top of the portal or looks like a weird creepy looking being uh, that apparently right before it started and then there was like this dove the dove is symbolic in, in Christianity um, and it's on fire and that was at the start of the show uh, there was apparently an, a giant up down, upside down cross as the, the stage um, and there's one picture where he's just sitting over there laughing and evidently that was uh, during a scene when, or that was during a time when apparently, um, like he was on stage and he was like singing a little bit during, but they were like saying, oh, people are getting hurt. You can hear like, first they're saying Travis, Travis, Travis. But then, you know, he has a video, I'll play it and you can hear it in a second, but like, then you can hear it stop, and they're like, they're saying, medic, we need a medic, and there's people screaming, and he's just sitting there smiling, like, either he hears or he doesn't hear. Ready, it stops, and then you hear it. You can hear the people screaming for help as he laughs. That's uh, Isaac Weissup's podcast. Great guy, conspiracy theories and unpopular cultures. His podcast, and um, and so you know, f- follow him and support him. He's a great guy. He 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 drops some awesome information for me that I in turn drop on you guys. <coughs> it's all about spreading the knowledge. Now, eight people died. Uh, Three hundred people were injured. Um, and he he issues a statement. Without an apology, he says, like, oh, I never would have wanted this to happen at my show. I never would have thought any of this would have happened at my show. But he never once, not once, says, I'm sorry to the families. He just says, I'm trying to identify who the families are so he could reach out to them. And he says he's going to pay for their funerals and pay for the medical health uh, for anybody who has suffered. And apparently a lot of people suffered some mental health from that satanic-ass shit. And why not? I mean, he already got the power that he needed. Some people even said he was possessed. I don't know. I think that's weird. Um, So I didn't talk about any Halloween stories last week. I feel like I should maybe talk about that. Um, uh, So the Halloween story I was going to say is like, I didn't really have a lot of Halloween stories, but I did remember a little bit of like, I I wanted to call it racism, um, but also like maybe it's not. I don't know. You, you You guys judge and you maybe let me know. So when we were young, me and my brother, we wanted, we, my dad would give us like probably like 20 bucks each to go get our costume. And costumes were probably like $15, you know, at the time. So maybe you get a nicer costume that costs a little bit more. Maybe you get a $20 costume, you know. But also like we would go late and by the time we would get there, like a lot of the costumes would have been gone. You know what I mean? There wouldn't be a lot of good ones or at least not in the sizes you wanted. Uh, and this is at Party City. This is before they had Spirit Halloween. We were young. But I remember there was a party city right next to the Chuck E. Cheese, and right next to the Chuck E. Cheese was a Chinese food buffet. And me and my brother love Chinese food buffets. I was probably, I want to say I'm 13 or 14, so you've seen as probably uh, 11 or 12. And, or maybe younger actually, because I think we were still living in North Halden at the time. So we were under that age. So Max, I was probably 11 or 12, and Yasin was probably, you know, two years younger than me like 10 or 9 
Um, anyway, so we, me and my brother, we go there, we look around, we see some costumes, we don't really see anything we like, and then I think either he has the idea, I probably had the idea, and I was like, you know what, if we take some of the money for the costume, and we don't spend it all, maybe we can ask Baba if we can use some of, Baba's what we call our dad, what we use the rest, of, oh, you know that, I did an interview with Baba, um, two of them, um, let me check them out previously. So I was like, well, maybe if we don't use all our, our Halloween costume money, we can like give the rest back to Baba and we he can use it to pay for the buffet and we can go get buffet after. Not realizing we probably could have gotten buffet if we asked, but we didn't even think of ask. But anyway, so Yasin and I see, we see these like uh, little, like like they have these like uh, the sound, the special effects section and we go to the special effects section and... Uh, we're like, okay, look, there's like fake blood we can get. That's like three, four dollars. There's like this special effects glue is like two dollars, and they have these like, like fake uh, bullet exit wounds, and so we just put, we each get one of those, and there was probably like three dollars each. Altogether, it probably cost ten dollars, so which means we had probably about like thirty dollars left over. So we tell our dad, hey, we mean you see him pick this. And if you're willing to put this on us, maybe we can also use the extra $30 that we have left over to go to the buffet. And and at that time, it's like pretty much what we did was I like that, actually. Like the buffet couldn't have been more than like 10 bucks for us as kids. And I knew better than when they asked me, how old are you? I would say like, oh, I'm under whatever age it is to be a kid. I'm definitely under 12. Even if I was over 12, I was under 12. I knew how to play along. I'm not an idiot. Um, but yeah, we ended up eating at the end of the buffet, probably paying for some of my dad's too, which is good. We had a buffet. And then, you know, I put a, a little bullet on my cheek and Yassine put his on his head. Probably that's why. Maybe that's why. Yassine chose his forehead, but it ended up hurting him when he had to take it off because of like the eyebrow hair, some of the glue stuck to. I had mine on my cheek, so it didn't hurt me at all to take it off. Uh, but yeah, my dad did a great job applying it, and then we just dressed up in like, uh, I guess what at the time we would call ghetto clothing, which also the clothing that we tried to wear ourselves, and uh, and then we were Tupac and Biggie. I was Tupac and he was Biggie, and um, and then my one friend dressed up as like a robot with a mask, like one of those masks with the drawstring in the back, and he didn't like the mask, so he took the mask off at one point and then lost it during the night. And I don't even remember what the other kid was dressed up as. A fucking something corny and white. Uh, those are the other two white kids, Shane, Skylar and Shane. And Shane lost his mask and still, the, she's, oh, you're a robot. I like that costume. And, oh, you're a cowboy. I like that costume to, to Shane and to Skylar in that respective order. And said, where are you two supposed to be? And we were like, oh, we're Biggie and Tupac. They got shot and they got killed. And he goes, oh, I don't really think you have very creative costume. Bitch, our costume was the most creative. Whatever. We got less candy. Fucking racism. But yeah, after that, like, um, I remember uh, probably it was in 2007 when Obama was getting big and I was 17. I was a senior in high school. I started this trend and I did it probably all throughout like probably every year for Halloween, if I didn't think of anything else to be, I was just Obama every year from 2007 until probably 2000 and when he stopped, was it 12 to to 16 and then 16 to 20? I probably was Obama for most of that time because all I had to do was wear a suit. That's it. Just put on a suit and then shake people's hand and be like, tell your mom, don't tell your mama you voted Obama. 
know what I mean? And then try to get laid as Obama. And then it works sometimes. It did. He was uh, pulling in. He was able to pull in tail in the beginning. He pulled in a lot of tail for me in college, I'll tell you that. Dressing as Obama, women wanted to sleep with me. Also, because I'm a pretty ha- handsome guy, too. Come on, guys. Give me some credit. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about that. Um, oh, and that was some Halloween stories. That got cut off last week. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, can we, can you pull this up, actually? Go uh, on to the YouTube again, and we're going to have to look for last week. There it is. There's that video. This woman, uh, so I'll give you some, this is called the chill pill lady, and you probably saw this already. Um, but... What happened is this guy apparently is pit, and like I can read it. I think they read it for YouTube. It's a one-minute video, but apparently like this guy was pissed off, and he's on the subway, and all of a sudden this lady tells him to take a chill pill, and that was the wrong move. You don't tell this dude who was pissed off to take a chill pill, and then he gets in her face and he says like, "Yo, what the fuck did you say to me? Uh, say it one more time. I dare you to say it one more time." And then she says, chill pill. And then he punches her. And honestly, what did she expect? Let's play the video so you guys can hear along. My train riding and my feet. Save them my face now. Save them my face now. Tell me to take a chill pill. Tell me, say the word chill pill. Oh. Shocking video shows a man punching a woman after she repeatedly told him to take a chill pill. So that's, that's her man's right there. And that's her man's right and there. he let his girlfriend get robbed. Yeah, you know why? Okay, I saw that and he looked and he's like, Whoa, man, come on. Hey, you're right though. We're not going to read these things. So you can end the video now, Jamie. Thank you for that. But yeah, actually go back there because you're going to have to pull up the other video. So stay on there. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. You're the best. Um, you're doing very well this week. I appreciate that, Jamie. You know, I'm sorry that I yell at you. Maybe you're right. Maybe you just need the laptop. Um, but yeah, that was my thing. Like, has anybody ever relaxed after you tell them relax? Has anybody ever calmed down after you tell them to calm down in your life ever? Have you ever told somebody, I mean, maybe at work it works, but like if they're pissed off and they say, say that again and you say it again, has it ever resulted in, in a positive, a positive turnout? I don't think so. I think I think not. So clearly that that you don't tell people when they say don't say something and then you say something. You're allowed to say that, ma'am. But you're also going to it's like talk shit get hit. If he says say it one more time, I'm going to hit you and then you say it one more time. Now you're trying to make him unhonest. You want to make him a liar? Don't do that. How about you take a chill pill and you don't say anything or give him a chill pill. Give him give him an edible. He would have he would have fucking Give him one of your, you definitely have a Xanax. She definitely had a Xanax prescription. I don't know, man. All right, so let's let's play this video because this this leads into the other thing and then we're going to leave on something nice and positive. So this is uh, Fly Soldier. I'm an island boy. Because I'm an island boy and I've been trying to make Oh, I'm an island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a get Pause it. I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a see what guan. I'm a keep that gun. I'm trying to translate for you if you don't understand what idiot speak is. 
staring at the sun. Oh, he's staring at the sun. Fool gazing. He's fool gazing. I'm staying. They're like, you wanna be famous? I'm trying to be out all greatest. I'm gonna float all boy. I got a real damn tropic. All right, let's let's play it once and then we'll redo it and I'll try to. What? That wasn't even English. That wasn't even English at the end. Okay, start this over. I'm gonna try to. No, 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 back. No, 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 that one. Pause. Why, Jamie? Are you having a panic attack? What the hell was that? You you didn't do anything that I said. All right, you're gonna play this in in little increments. Ready? So he didn't even say may. I'm an island boy, and I'm just trying to mate. I thought he said make it, but it might be mate. Let's see what else. Let's see. What's with the fucking clipping, Jamie? You're going to have to edit the shit out of that. Oh, I'm an island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. Okay, so twice he says, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. In case you missed it. I'm a get keep white You're going to keep that gun. I'm a keep white wine. I'm a keep that gun. I'll be just staring at the sun. I'll be staring at the sun. Oh. That was a line I like. He goes, I'm just staring at the sun. Oh, okay, don't do that. Bad for your eyes. Very, very, very bad for your eyes if you are just staring at the sun. Don't do that. And also, don't, don't fool gaze. You know, fool gazing is is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I fell for it. They, they made me gaze at a fool, and I'm fool gazing. Let's continue. And I'm like, pool where I'm staying. They're like, you the wanna be I'm famous? Staying. I'm trying to be out all greatest. I'm gonna float all boy. I got a real damn tropic. I'm like, damn, I'm the topic. Uh -huh. What? I'm an island boy. I put my vest on. Yeah, I'm an island boy. I'm an island boy. Hold on, go back. Ten seconds. This guy's an idiot. Alright, this is just gibberish. Ready? I'm an island boy. He puts his vest on, yeah. Like a wagwan man trying to make it to the sun? Possibly? That would be a rat. That would rhyme. Where's your Make it to the top. Clear, clear miss, clear miss on this. He's an island boy. He's trying to make it. And he gave up. Oh, and a gang gang sign. I don't know slang no cane. Oh, I don't run through the rain. Because I'm trying to be home like a lime. I don't know limes are home. I'm an island boy from the Caribbean. And then he just speaks gibberish again. Oh, he's an island boy. He puts his vest. He loves putting his vest on. Um, he he's gonna make it seem like it's a bulletproof vest, but I have a feeling it's just like a regular vest. He just has like a like um, a, the clipping noise. Jamie is starting to bother me a lot. It's starting to really bother me. So let's um let's play that last clip so I can unplug this phone. So stop fucking clipping, and I'll do the mama stories. And then we can get the fuck on with our lives. 
Um, go to the the uh, Facebook. Yeah, there you go. Click on that, and then let's play this. So, video surfaces of one of the island boys getting beat up by his girlfriend. Now, also, what you should know is when I play this video, it is one of the island boys. He is getting beat up, um, but he also apparently smacked her and busted her lip. So, he he deserves this. So, let's play this audio. Jamie? That's the guy he's crying, let go of my hair. Look at him crying like a little bitch. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I just, um, let's unplug that. I don't want to hear that anymore. That clipping noise is fucking annoying. Oh, now? Static? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing any of that. We're editing all of this now before I go to fucking do a mic. Because this is what we're really doing now, huh? You're actually editing it, Jamie, because uh, if not, why the fuck am I letting you? St Whatever. Let's talk about some good stuff. Yasin, shout out to Yasin. Shout out to Manny. Shout out to Ham. My three big amigos. Shout out to the rest of you cough fights. I don't have the name. You know who you are. Um, Yasin, though, he called me. And we were just talking about mom's stories. And we just had some... I'm just figuring out the... I'd tell a couple quick ones real quick before we wrap this up. Um, oh, man. My mom was the best. Me and her, we didn't get along very well, but we also did get along very, very well. So, like, I love her. Love her to death. Love her in life. Love her forever. Rest in power. Mama, I love you. Uh, fat to have for my mom. If you want, otherwise, just do a moment of silence and just do this quick. Safe trip, Mama. I love you. Anyway. So, yeah, uh, I remember one time when we wanted my mom to stop smoking. You can't get people to stop smoking by breaking their cigarettes. It just pisses them off. You can't get them to stop smoking by stealing their cigarettes. That just pisses them off because they just have to buy more. They're going to buy more until they want to stop themselves, right? So I remember when we wanted my mom to stop smoking cigarettes, we had some fireworks. So what I tried to do is, and I think she might have even knew it at the time because she's clearly smarter than she, she let us believe she was because she wanted to maintain that power. And she's such a fucking, oh, man, she was a genius. She spoke many languages. But what we did is we took one of her cigarettes and we rolled out enough, which is pretty much most of the cigarette, which is why she definitely knew it wasn't a cigarette because it definitely had a different weight than all the other cigarettes uh, and probably looked like a firecracker because we put a firecracker in a cigarette and it didn't look like the regular cig anyway we put the the firecracker in we cut the wick so it's shorter it's like half the wick uh, and then we put tobacco we tried to put the tobacco back in and poke it back in with a little poker thing and it looked like a shitty mess but we then we put it back in her pack and then we just waited for her to smoke that one and i think she knew 
And she just went outside and, and she lit it up and then it pops and she goes, what the fuck did you guys do to my cigarette? This shit blew up in my face. Clearly it didn't blow up in her face, but like it definitely, she would have like lit it, heard the, the thing. What, what the hell is this? And put it away for her face to look at it and it would have popped if anything. But yeah, she made it seem like she did because that's because that's the awesome kind of mom that she was is she would let you have fun. She's not going to ruin the joke just because, you know, she was awesome like that. You know, I remember also she used to always have all the kinds of chips and snacks. She had this little closet like I have, but hers was deeper and it, or at least it felt like that because we were little kids and under the stairs was every fucking snack imaginable. There was Oreos. There was all kinds of Doritos. There was all kinds of other chips. There was two liters of soda. She peeled shelving in there so she can like stack it all up. There were other like canned goods and all that other stuff. But she also had like all kinds of snacks for us. Candies and chocolates. And uh, and then in the freezer there'd always be like frozen little pizzas or like little uh, bagel bites or taquitos. And she would make stuff like that all the time. She had the best potato soup recipe too, man. Oh man, do I miss it? Sorry if this is boring for you guys, but uh, we'll get to the funny stuff then. Um, I remember her. This is where she would embarrass me. She would do like the most awesome stuff, but it would be embarrassing. I remember one day in high school, for lunch she was gonna bring me Burger King, and I love her. She's awesome. She, I'm, I'm getting Burger King for lunch. I'm way cooler than every other fucking kid in the school right now because I'm eating Burger King for fucking lunch. And she goes to Burger King um, and she goes to drop it off. Instead of dropping it off at the office, she goes to the office where they were going to call me to go pick it up. And instead, uh, they say, oh, you, you can just go. The, the auditorium, the, the cafeteria is right there. It's right by the front door. So on your way out, you can just make a left instead of a right, walk right into the cafeteria, and just give him the food yourself. They were probably setting me up. My mom came in these flip-flops. She had on a tall tee, an extra, extra, like probably 3 or 4XL tall tee. She was a very large woman at the time, probably pushing like 3-something, like under 350, but definitely over 300. And she had huge breasts that were not in a bra, and all she was wearing was a t-shirt. There was no pants underneath. And it went at least below her, above her knee, but below her, it was it was too short to be wearing only that. And that was not clothing. That's just a t-shirt, mom. And you can't walk in there in t-shirt and flip-flop. I know you probably got out of the bed or whatever, did this awesome thing for your son, which I love you for. I love it. But you had to know what you were doing, mom, when you came and dressed like that. To drop off food and said, no, give me a kiss in front of all your friends in high school. You know you should have known better. You should have known better. But I love you for that because you made me the, the man that I am today. And um, and you also helped me with some of my dyslexia, which is why, like, um, you know, people people say my mom, my mom was so bad with names, she would just make them rhyme. Like we had these friends, Skylar and Shane, and she called them Sean and Con. Because she just she she thought Shane was Sean, so Sean is now Sean, and his brother is Khan because it rhymes with Sean. And then we had these friends Valbon and Castriot, and she thought Castriot's name was Casket, and then his brother is Basket. So it was it wasn't even it wasn't even close. 
she would just say whatever she wanted, and I love that. She would call me Yasin and call Yasin Yusuf all the time, and and we would get upset. And now I do it all the time, and I understand. And um, yeah, that's a nice way to end this podcast. I'll leave it on a nice note. So other than that, check out sheathunderwear dot com. Um, you know, use promo code Piscoff. Um, Oh, how are we going to do that? We'll do the outro music the old-fashioned way then, Jamie, because I did unplug it, and I'm not plugging that cable back in. Even though you're the one who's supposed to do it, but I don't trust that you're going to do it without it making a noise that's going to piss me. Just do it anyway, actually, Jamie. Just fucking plug it in. What do I pay you for? What do I pay you in candy for? Anyway, um, yeah, use the, the code PISSGOFF. Get 25% off. Try some of the comfortable underwears. They're pretty comfortable underwears. Um, they're actually the best. They're the only ones I wear. If I'm being honest with you, and um, and and keep an eye out for our kamikaze today, or kamikaze today is the name of the podcast we're going to be doing. Chris, Luke, and I, uh, it's just a bunch of fun times. Three friends just having fun talking a couple of conspiracies or just other bullshit that just comes up randomly. Um, and um, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Oh, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. Email me. Subscribe. You already do that. Likes. Tell your friends. Um, well, the ladies are starting to go up. Oh, yeah. It's uh, No Shave November, and it's No Nut November, so No Nut Beard. That's going to be the title of this podcast, I guess. So I'll just call it that. And, um, and yeah, guys, I'm not shaving for November, and it looks pretty terrible. Why is this doing that so much? That was four clicks in a row that you're going to have to edit out, Jamie. I'll show you how to do it. It won't be bad as long as it doesn't fuck up the rest of the thing. You have to just mute it, so then you don't have, I'll show you anyway. Um, so, yeah, go to the uh, outro music. Let's see what we want to play for the outro music. We played um, My Stress uh, as an intro and also I'll Fly Away with Kanye West as the intro. And we're going to leave with a little bit of a, a song that Theo Vaughn, on his last podcast, he, uh, he played in it. And it kind of did touch home. Not so much touch home, but it kind of hit me. Hit me in the chesticles, if you, if you will. So let's, uh, let's play Lonesome by Evan Bartels. And I'll sing along with you guys for you. I won't call, so you won't answer. We won't talk the way we used to. my mind I'm back at 20 broken tired in my apartment dying young seems so much fun when in your mind you're all alone there's something in my head in my Part of me that always hurts. That hits home right there. On my own, I tend to fall apart. Am I more than you bargained for? Let's fade that out, Jamie. All right, guys. I just want you to know I love you. And I want you to know that you love you. And you're going to have a fucking awesome week if you listen to this tonight. If you listen to this Tuesday, you're going to fucking kill it the rest of the week. You're sorry. It is too hard for you to love me. This is also some deep shit. When I get stuck in this condition, 
try to help. I try to listen. All right, guys. All I got to say is I love you guys. You guys are the best. And, um, and yeah, I'll see you next week. Peace.